Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And it's Saturday morning. Is it a good Saturday morning? Well, it could have been worse, but it could have been better. Good morning, everybody. Well, we got some uh, good activities taking place today, and it looks like as far as Louisiana and Mississippi, Alabama, and actually the Florida Panhandle, we have dodged a little bit of a bullet as far as Tropical Storm Nestor, but it has caused some high water problems. If you're going to be headed out, uh, be cautious. I'm getting reports of water not only in parking lots of marinas, but also there's a possibility you'll find water crossing roads. In particular, if you're headed down to St. Bernard Parish, I did talk to Robbie Campo a little earlier this morning. Uh, the Florissant Highway had water running across it, not deep, but it was crossing. Uh, by my calculations, high tide there is not till about 6 so the tide is still rising, got a north wind. Uh, it's going to fall out of there pretty quick later, but be cautious. You know, a lot of these roads are unlit, and if the, I mean, there's no barricades or police car lights or warnings, uh, you can end up in, in with some problems. So be careful wherever you're driving. Also down in Venice, got a big fishing rodeo going on for the kayakers called Fall in Tide. They might want to change the name of it to Rise in Tide. I know they got some high storm tides down in that part of the coast. We've got a live report coming up a little bit later on from Brendan Bayard. As far as I know, the tournament is a go. In fact, there's a pretty good turnout, I believe, down there. Also, we have a celebration taking place at the Big Branch Marsh National Wildlife Refuge. It's on Highway 434 in Lacombe. It begins at 9, ends at 4. Absolutely free give you tours of the National Wildlife Refuge there called Big Branch, and you can get information on all of our National Wildlife Refuges across the state. we got hunting seasons open, the bow season for deer, just about statewide. Small game, a dove reopened this week if you're a dove hunter. I had a really busy week, among other things. I went to the Star Awards Banquet, CCA's tournament in Baton Rouge, I got to meet 8-year-old Taylor Hancock. I want to congratulate her. She won a boat, motor, and trailer. That's right, 8 years old. She's got a new uh, outboard, a Mercury outboard on a a flat boat plus a trailer. She won it for catching the biggest flounder. All the winners were honored there. A lot of prizes given out. Also, our winners uh, appeared as a guest speaker at a get-together at Possum's Camp in St. James Parish. Boy, what a nice little place and had a great time talking to those folks with the Louisiana Sugar Refinery. Well, I also got results to tell you about from last weekend's ladies-only fishing rodeo. That was in Grand Isle. Had some nice fish caught despite some pretty tough weather on the last day. Uh, If you're going to be fishing or hunting, we'll tell you all the things you need to know. Where does that information come from? Mostly from our staff of field reporters who will be checking in with us periodically. But it also comes from a lot of you that text not only your fishing and hunting reports, but also your questions and comments You text them live to 870-870. We'd love to hear from you. We also have a new radio photo up. If you were listening a couple of weeks ago, our bad boy, the outdoors, was uh, the character who decided to steal the rods and reels out of the back of a pickup truck that was supposed to be used for prizes for a wounded veteran's fishing rodeo. We got his picture up. The title of it is A Face to Go with the Story. Check that out on my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. You're going to find a lot of other interesting stuff there. And, yes, we do have another 
Bad boy story. This week, two North Louisiana guys used a thermal scope on an AR-15 to kill a trophy buck. And I'm going to be asking you after you hear the story, what is it that makes people go to expensive, time-consuming, and very risky lengths to bag a trophy animal? Also, a report from Operation Game Thief. We'll talk about some of the cases that began with anonymous tips. You hear about them every week. We'll tell you how much reward money was paid out to some of those informants. All that's coming up, plus we got the Coastal Marine forecast for you. Here's what it looks like. Uh, for Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama coast, no, rain looks like it's moved off to the east, but you're going to be left with some residual winds, pretty stiff, north 15 to 25, about six-foot seas offshore. doesn't look like anybody's going to go get those bonus snapper today. Uh, that's for today. Tomorrow, northeast to south, it's going to be switching back, 10 to 15, Seas calming down to about 3 feet. Inside waters today, northwesterly 10 to 15 with a moderate chop. Tomorrow, southerly winds 5 to 10, smooth conditions. If you get my drift, tomorrow going to be a much better day to fish. But I know a lot of you can only fish on certain days. If you got to go today, just be careful out there with those high tides. Deal with it and do the best you can. Average tide, got a big tide range, full foot and a half. We'll be right back and take you down there to St. Bernard, get Robbie Campo to update us on the flooded road conditions and also what it looks like in the parking lot of Campo's Marina. All that's coming your way in the next two hours right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we uh, talked to Robbie Campo at Shell Beach. We normally get a fishing report, which we will have for you, but I think we need a traffic report from Robbie this morning. Uh, the high tides, the storm surge that kind of pushed in has put a lot of water over some roads, particularly down there in St. Bernard Parish. A lot of these roads are unlit. There's low shoulders and can be extremely dangerous for driving during before daylight hours. Robbie, what can you tell us about the roads down in St. Bernard, particularly on the way well, to Shell Beach? Well, Don, when you're coming down that Forest Horn Highway, uh, where you get where kind of civilization ends and you get that dog stretch coming towards that old white classic gas plant. Um, it's it's uh, it's crossing the road there. It's probably maybe an inch or two deep, but nevertheless, if you don't know it and you're coming down here, you could hydroplane and wind up either in the ditch or the bayou. So take caution. Um, <clears throat> I did call the sheriff's office this morning, told them the situation, and uh, – it's supposed to be having a unit come there uh, where they make that where they put that little makeshift levy. Um, I made the parish president aware of this also this morning, so uh, they know about it. So, uh, um, but you know, just be careful coming down here. It's not deep, but it is on the highway. So, and it's on there about maybe six or seven spots um, that it's crossing the road. So, if you're coming down, like I said, if you're coming down here. Let me just reiterate on this. Is be careful. Slow down. Don't be in a hurry. Um, my parking lot, for the most part, is underwater. Uh, <laughs> it's one of these things, but you know what? We'll have some good salt water after this is over with, I'm sure. So, um, you know, you, you got to take the, the the bad, the good with the bad, the bad with the good. I guess, uh, you know, we're just going to, look, we're just going to take it, stride, and just go with it. Um I tell you, uh, but as far as fishing goes, Don, fall fishing is on. Um, it, we have a fall feel-like weather to the air this morning. It's, uh, you know, it's 60-ish degrees this morning, so it's beautiful outside. Uh, the wind is blowing out of the northwest. It finally did shift out of the northwest, so I, I anticipate this water starting to go down here soon. Um, but with that said, 
you know, your, your typical your typical fall fishing spots. <clears throat> I don't, if you like to fish that Lake Amity area, that Hope Bay Lagoon, Lake Amita, Lake Robin, Lake Coquille, if that's your area to fish in, you know, you like to fish in fall, start fishing it. Um, uh, I've even had reports where they caught trout this past week up in the Delacroix area, uh, you know, Pete and Lagoon going up to to the uh, graveyard. Um, so, you know, if, if you like fishing that area, start fishing it because it's happening. If you like fishing the Stump Lagoon area, Muscle Bay, Lake Eugene area, all the way back to Bob's Lakes, Bay Maroon, um, in the ship channel here from Lena Lagoon on the other side of the dam, you know, slap up to Verrett, it, it's it's happening. So, um, I had a I had some guys go out yesterday got 38 trout and 13 freshwater cats and a drum, and it was nasty. So another boat went. They had uh, 30 trout and three reds. So I mean, you know, even in the worst of conditions, because yesterday was pretty nasty. Uh, you know, they caught fish in this weather. So I'm not telling you to fish in it today if you don't want to, but I'm just saying the fall fishing is on. I think tomorrow is going to be a better day. Um, live shrimp under a cork. Uh, but if you want to come out today, please be careful coming down here. Uh, make, it, make a left at that bridge and come on and see us. We've got plenty of plenty of live bait, and uh, we'll get you we'll get you put overboard. We'll assist you getting your car parked and all this other good stuff and uh, get you fishing if that's what you want to do today. So, like I said, make a left at that bridge and come on and see us. We're waiting on you. All right, Rob, if uh, between now and the time we go off the air, if you get any updates on some of those road closings perhaps or anything gets worse, give us a call back and let us know. I, I will do that, Don. I promise you I will do that. All right, well, All right. i got bait to count and people waiting, so uh, I'll talk to you next Saturday. Sounds good, Rob. Thanks so much for updating All right. us. All right. All right, Robbie Campo down at Shell Beach. All right, you heard it. It's uh, some road uh, roads there getting water across them. Not deep. They were passable. Uh, last report. But if you're going to be driving down there, while it's dark in particular, uh, take your time. And if you see some water on a road, it's not rainwater. That's tidal flow. And it's coming across, and uh, it may not go down for quite a while. But hopefully it will by this afternoon. And tomorrow should be really a pretty day. And he's right. Fall is in the air, no question about it. All right, I got some text messages coming. We got people going everywhere, going to do a lot of things. We'll tell you what's up with them. If you'd like to text us at 87870, we'll be right back after this time out. You are listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. So are you good at uh, cooking chicken wings? I'm good at judging them. In fact, I've got another judging assignment coming up on Sunday, November 3rd in Old Town Slidell. It's a uh, actually it's a block party for Warrior Wing Cook-Off. I've been going there for the past couple of years, and boy, I tell you, they got some really excellent cooks. If you've got a team and you want to participate, this raises funds for bringing home. It's for the servicemen and their families. Go to bihns.org, and they'll be giving out first place trophies and some cash prizes. And if you want to come out there between eleven and three, uh, you can kind of help me judge, sample them yourself. I think they have a People's Choice Award too. Team entry fee is only $150. That does include your chicken wings. All right, uh, Grand Isle Ladies Fishing Rodeo took place uh, back on uh, last weekend, and I got the results in. Um, Let's see, the ladies' fisherette went to Hannah Miller. The girls' fisherette was J.C. Bilkowitz. And the biggest non-categorical fish was Chelsea Smith. 
The best team costume award was the team Rolling for a Cure, and Eve McElveen was the winner of the bra competition. Now, as far as the fishing, Lisa Abert took first place with a rat red 7.52. The bull red, this was a huge one, 29.26. Tina Delcrum, uh, Stephanie Glasser, 6.32 sheephead. Myra Wilkes, 3.58 on the flounder. Tanya Duay had a gaff top, 6.98. Raven Plaisance, 8.26 on a mangrove. The big fish was Chelsea Smith, 26.06. Not sure what that was. Could have been a jack. Uh, Cobia went to Hannah Miller, 41.9. Christy Campbell, Speckle Trout, 4.14. And Black Drum, Megan Long, 34.34. Uh, the children's division, Michael Tate, 4.68 in the Speckle Trout. Cadence LeBlanc, 7.26. Redfish, uh, J.C. Belkowitz, 5.6 on the Catfish. Uh, Cadence LeBlanc, 1.64 on Flounder. And Emma Cormier, 3.76 on the sheephead. Very respectable ladies, and I understand they had a big turnout, raised a lot of funds, big success. All right, wanted to update you on the recreational red snapper season. You know, this thing goes almost week to week. Uh, we keep uh, tabs on it. It was scheduled to be open this weekend, and it is actually opened up uh, yesterday, and it will be open through tomorrow night. But uh, maybe tomorrow, snapper waters will be fishable, but today, probably not a lot of people going out. Then next weekend, there's also a three-day period, Friday through Sunday, where you can fish for red snapper. Uh, and then any overage or underage that we still have to catch off of our quota will be given out to veterans. And there's a permit necessary for that. If you go to Wildlife and Fisheries, you can find that. All right, uh, let's see. We got uh, some text messages coming in. Let's see, who's first? Looks like our friend, the Lafayette Yacker. He says, morning, he's down at Fallen Tide. The road is underwater. Need a good weather report for the wind and tide. There's a good crowd, over 100 anglers. No boudin, <laughs> sorry, but lots of coffee. That's from our friend, the Lafayette Yacker. Then we have JT from Bugalusa. He's headed back from his New Mexico elk hunt. Two in the group of four bagged a cow each. He had opportunities on two bulls, but only had a cow tag. Isn't that the way? Huh? Isn't that? T- <laughs> it always happens. He's going to send photos when he gets home. Don't forget you can't send the photos to this text. Uh, send them to my website, dontheoutdoorsguy.com, and you'll find a contact button there, and you can email them. would probably be the best way. And while you're there, cast your vote on our opinion poll. Uh, question change for this month. And we're asking you this question. You got a Cody, a coyote, I'm sorry, shows up before you've seen a deer. You're on your deer stand. Do you shoot it or do you not shoot it? Now, before you answer, read the, the story that's associated with that. Click the uh, icon on the bottom underneath the picture of the coyote and read that story. Uh, it may change your mind. There's a lot of controversy. And when we have a lot more time on another show. We're going to talk about that in detail. Coyotes, yeah. Do you shoot them from your deer stand or do you let them walk? All right, also got a, a coming up the uh, Quail Forever, the uh, Chafalaya region chapter. They're having a banquet October 24th at the City Club of Baton Rouge on North Boulevard. And it's $125 for the dinner. That includes a year membership. And you can find out more information and get your tickets at quailforever.com. 
org. They are a chapter of the National Quail Forever organization. Got a great dinner planned, live auctions, fundraisers, you know the drill. And it opens at 6 p.m., dinner's at 7, the auction begins at 8 o'clock. Again, it's at the City Club of Baton Rouge on North Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Uh, something else that's coming up, this should be very interesting to see how this turns out. I talked to Jack Payne over at Sweetwater Marine in Delacro not long ago. He has set up uh, what he hopes to become an annual event called the Battle Between the Bayous. And it's going to be on Saturday, November 2nd. That's in a couple of weeks. All Louisiana private, public, and Catholic school alumni are invited to fish. The top eight get cash prizes, and there'll be a check to the first place winner's school of their choice. It's $50 to enter per person. And if you go to Facebook at First Annual Battle Between the Bayou's Fishing Rodeo or the tournament page, if you go to DelacroFishing.com, you'll find out registration and a whole lot more information. Hopefully that'll work out. Sounds like a lot of fun. All right, we'll be back to have some more fun. Got some more text messages. Old Pickles headed out to Anderson. Oh, these morning nicknames on Saturday. You got to love them. We'll be back to tell you more about who's texting in. Got some fishing reports coming up. Kirk Stancil will be with us. Brendan Bayard, he's down at that Fallen Tide tournament in Venice. I'm going to change it to Rising Tide this morning. We're back right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, also, um, I was mentioned about the, uh, the opinion poll that we do. Each month we change it up and we kind of get some reaction from our listeners and we give you the, you can actually find out how your fellow uh, listeners are, are voting. This week we're talking about that coyote uh, shooting from your deer stand. And right above that on the homepage, and this is at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, uh, we've got a video there and it's asking the question, where are the ducks? You know, last year here in Louisiana we had our worst duck season since they've been keeping records about a half a million and we used to be used to be the leader in the nation on the number of uh, waterfowl that were harvested well there's a lot of controversy and speculation about why that is and a lot of it has to do with uh, practices that are considered by some to be baiting others to be legal uh, to attract and hold waterfowl north up the northern part of the flyway and there's some very compelling video and statistics, and uh, I invite you when you got about 30 minutes, it's, it's it's pretty long. Click it on and listen to it and watch it. If you're a duck hunter and you're concerned about the future of waterfowl hunting, take a look at that. And that's one of the topics we're going to be addressing in some of the coming weeks. We're going to have some special guests coming on to talk about that. It's, I'm considering it's it's almost at a crisis stage in Louisiana as far as where we were with waterfowl hunting, where we are now, and what the future looks like. And it's it's high time that whatever we can do about it, that we do. All right, we're going to pause 10 seconds here for our stations to identify themselves. When I come back, got some more text messages from you, our listeners, at 870-870. We'll do that. But first, we'll let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque. Ray- All right, we have a text message here from Bradley. Uh, Brad- Bradley and Rachel are our uh, soccer fishing couple. He says, uh, Rachel's in Texas on a turnaround, but today he's got old pickle with him. <laughs> Headed out to Henderson, going to try out the Crappie Psychic's newest product, the Petite Minnow. He's had success with them, but now that he's showing them, and again, my text board jumps when it get long. Let's see if we can bring it up here and see if he's got me in suspense now <laughs> about this Petite Minnow. He says that when he shows it to friends and tournament anglers, the word is starting to spread. These things are lethal to Sokolay. That, of course, the Crappie Psychic 
is Clyde Foltz, and Clyde and I have done some TV shows together. He's been on this radio program, and he has a system uh, called the Crappie Psychic Baits, and uh, the pe- Petite Men, I don't think I've seen that yet. I'm going to have to check that out. All right, here's one coming in, wants to know, uh, do you know of anywhere I can get a dove hunt during the weekdays? Well, you know, paid dove hunts are done on huge fields, generally on opening day and on weekends because it usually takes a lot of people to keep the birds moving. That doesn't mean that you can't do some pretty decent dove hunting on your own. I call it freelancing for doves, and there's a story on my website. If you go to my articles, you'll probably find that. Um, my suggestion is uh, on WMA's public property, uh, but make sure you check the regulations because some of them close the dove seasons. They're different than what the, the state season might be. Even though it's open on private land, it may not be open on the public lands. And then do a little bit of scouting. Generally, uh, this time of year, if you're going to hunt doves, you probably need to hunt them in the afternoon. Remember that uh, legal shooting time stops at sunset on migratory birds. It's not one half hour after. And try to catch a spot where they're flying from a feeding area to a roost. And a lot of times clear cuts will be good areas to set up on. Possibly if somebody, if you belong to a hunting club, you can find some dove hunting on a deer club if they allow that on the club. Uh, maybe somebody out there has got some ideas about getting a, a dove hunt during the weekdays. But that would be my suggestion is look at that. We do have a few wildlife management areas that have specifically planted food plots and Although the, the big days are on the dove opening day, uh, still it remains open on some of them for a while. And you can, you know, bag a few doves. You're not going to, you know, get your 12 or 15 birds. But, you know, you can certainly get five or six of them on a good hunt. All right, we have someone that is headed to Talashik for a bow hunt. Not a bad morning for bow It's going to be a little windy, but back in the, in the thick woods up in the, the piney areas, it should be okay. Here's another bow hunter going out to Ethel. Beautiful day, and good luck to everyone. That's Mike Hubbs. Yeah, Mike, this is the time of the year when you get that little fall feel to the weather. Yes, indeed. It's time to get out there. All right, here's one that says, Don, was this the kind of storm that will flush pot-bellied storm minnows out? If so, how long does a storm minnow rush last? Yes, this is, and I would say they're actually technically they're known as gobies, and it's a little minnow that lives down in the mud. You hardly ever see them. But high storm tides bring them out, and it sets fish and even birds into a feeding frenzy. And uh, they call them storm minnows because when you get a a storm that pushes in high tides, that's when they become prevalent. It does not last long. you got to get out there and get them because as soon as the water recedes, they kind of vanish again. Uh, Here's a question. Are Delacro roads underwater? Uh, uh, Robbie said that uh, the, the water is closer on the road that he saw was on the Florissant Highway, which is the Shell Beach side. I have not gotten any reports yet that Delacro uh, Highway is underwater. If anyone has been down there or any of the marina operators that might be listening, call us at the station. Uh, you can reach uh, my producer, and he'll pass that along. It's 504-260-1870. Or text me the information if you have any information on Delacro Roads in St. Bernard Parish. Uh, let's see. We got another one here. This is from it says first day of the year on the deer stand. An hour early, ready to get it. Good, always good to be on your stand early. That's from the old Colonel in Redwood, Mississippi. Good luck to you, Colonel. And we got a thanks to the Campos for their help past Monday and Tuesday. They put us on fish both days. Reds, trout, live shrimp in the bottom, 
and under a cork. That's from one of our Baton Rouge listeners. Well, that's what Robbie does. That's what he's in business to do, not just to sell you bait and launch a boat. He can steer you in the right direction because he's right there on the spot. He gets the information, and that's why we have Robbie on this program, to pass it along. All right, coming back after this, we're going to head out west, see if we can catch up with Captain Kirk Stancil out at Hackberry Rod and Gun. Let's get an update on Big Lake, Calcasieu, find out what's happening there, and are the ducks showing up? Are they experiencing the high tides on that side of the state as we are on the east? We'll find out right after this timeout. On the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And that music tells us it's time to talk to Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk Stancil with Hackberry Rod and Gun out in the Big Lake area. Kirk, uh, looks like this tropical storm, Nestor, kind of gave us a glance and blow on the eastern side of the state. Have you guys experienced any surges or anything on that end? Well, we have some high tides, but uh, no wind. I mean, no wind to speak of at all. I mean, it's, it's been nice and the fish are biting. That's great. Where are some of the spots yeah. where they've been catching them? Pick a spot. They're all over. <laughs> I mean, there's birds working. All the reefs are holding uh, trout. Uh, the flounder started their run up and down the ship channel. And redfish are in the marshes. It's, it's just kind of whatever you want to do. It's been happening. It's been going well, on I'm for loving like, like two that. weeks now. Yeah. I mean, the Very trout good. aren't big. They're bigger than they were. I mean, you know, we were catching a lot of just barely keepers, and now all the fish are, you know, seem to be running anywhere from 14 to 17 inches. That is some good news. You guys have been waiting for a while for this. Uh, is oh, it yeah, mostly like on live bait? Or... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> is I mean, it most... We're catching artificial and live bait. You know, pick your poison. I mean, it's, it's on. It's typical October fishing. Very good, very good. So do you think these uh, high tides are going to affect the, the feed in the marshes for the duck season? We're, we're getting pretty close to it now. Yeah, we are getting close. You know, it depends, you know, if uh, how long it settles in. You know, the water is still, it's not real salty right now. On, you know, on up in the uh, in the estuaries back in the marshes, it's, it's not, uh, it, just the channel is running about 12 parts per thousand. So once you get further back in the marshes, you know, it's fresher. So, you know, as long as this doesn't hang around too long, we'll be okay. Yep. Uh, so are you seeing some waterfowl showing up? Not much, no. I mean, it's uh, not seeing, you know, normally we see see straggling blue wings. They haven't seen them, and I've only seen, you know, just a handful of uh, gray ducks. That's been it. Yeah, well, it's going to take a couple fronts maybe to, to, to bring them on down. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not ready for them to show up. They'll eat everything out if they show up too early. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, well, it'll be opened up real soon, and then you do the cast and blast numbers. Boy, it's a great right. time. You, you feel it in the air. You can feel it change. You know, we finally got to fall. Oh, yeah. So it looks like, looks like the fish are reacting to it, too. Oh, they really are. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, shoot, it's the best fishing we've had all year without a doubt that is that's really good news all right so uh would you suggest fishing north end south end maybe all over as uh, you say it, it, it really wherever, wherever you're comfortable fishing i mean we got guides going out they've been fishing turner's bay some fishing the east side of the lake some in west cove i mean they're just uh, some going in the marshes and black lake just uh and they're all catching fish just they're everywhere very good well let's hope this continues on through the fall and into the winter time, and you know we get some ducks on top of it, yeah. and I mean, life will be good. Life will be good. <laughs> life will be real good, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> 
Kirk, tell us how people can get in touch with you because a lot of folks are okay. making their plans now for blasting casts, and you got some openings. Tell them how to fill them. We sure do. It's uh, numbers eight 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 seven six two three three nine one. HackberryRodandGun.com. Camera working on the dock? The camera is working. They can tune in today if they go to our website and log in. Uh, you can see our live cam. Probably starting about, about noons when everybody's been coming in lately with, you know, a lot, lot of fish. All right. Sounds good, Kirk. Save a spot now for me and Martha. We, we need to come make I'll another sure one of those trips. With you. We had a lot of fun down okay. there. All right, well, I Kirk, did too, take- so let's do it again. Okay. You got it. All right. See you. See you next time. Captain Kirk Stansel taking us where uh, some men have never been before. <laughs> He's been there a lot. All right. Uh, let's see. I had a, a, a road update here. Let me get to that real quick before I get into the break. And that was saying, let's see, on the road before the drawbridge to Hopedale, uh, a couple of low spots, two or three inches of water, very passable. Just take it slow. Yeah, that's kind of that same area. Robbie was talking about. Nothing on Delacro. Looks like it's clear. All right, back with more text messages and a report from Grand Isle coming up from Captain Darrell Carpenter, realscreamers.com. And then we're going to talk to Mike Gallo later on, tell you about our latest bad boy, the outdoors, and a whole lot more stuff you and I love to talk about each and every Saturday morning. We do it right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, I want to thank the listener who called in and told us that uh, the Delacro Highway is clear. It's open all the way down to the marinas. Uh, there are some water crossing the roads uh, on the way to Shell Beach, but it's only two to three inches. It is passable. Just be careful when you're headed that way. But uh, those of you concerned about Delacro, it's a go. All right, let's talk to Captain Darrell Carpenter, realscreamers.com. Let's get the Grand Isle perspective on things. Darrell, that uh, storm kind of hit us a glancing blow. What, what happened when it uh, came as close as it was to Grand Isle? Well, Don, the problem with, the problem we had with this storm was that, for some reason or another, I, I guess those persistent south southeast winds, is our tides have been high for the last two weeks. So when this storm, I, I think our winds probably maxed out at twenty five thirty miles an hour, but it was a, uh, you know, as it approached, it was a consistent east component to that wind. Uh, it flooded pretty good. Uh, I think I looked at the tide gauge a little while ago. It, Tide gauge topped out at nearly three feet around midnight last night. It's down to about 2.3 right now, but that still puts water on the roads. And I, I, I can't, I can't speak. And maybe you can tell me about the Delacro Highway. But the the thing is, you get south of that Golden Meadow floodgate, and any little bit of that water that you drive through is pure seawater. It's salt water, so it, it's not really good for your vehicles. Um, I would. I would presume at this point, probably the road between Grand Isle and Fouchon is probably got is probably passable, but it's got some hard flowing water on it and maybe a little bit of debris. Uh, a couple of spots on that LA one prior to Fouchon is probably the same condition. Uh, once you get on the Grand Isle, nearly all of the you know Highway One's got some water on it. It's passable. It's mostly on the shoulders and stuff. But all of the back roads are, are flooded, and, you know, you're going to be putting – just be careful. If, you, if you've if you got to travel it, number one, you're traveling in salt water. Number two, like in my situation, if a car came down the street right now, it's putting water in my shed. So, you know, just same thing with a boat. If, if you should happen to get out in boats today, be real mindful of those no-wake zones when you get close to the island because – as long as that water's high, it's going to put water on somebody. Your your wake has got to go on somebody. We're, right now, we're talking about people's real property, you know? 
That's all great information, Dal, and thank you for passing that along. Um, you know, with these winds are projected to go to northwest uh, at some point and then back around again to the south, but with that tide falling and as big a range we have, and it's got a little bit of west in that wind, uh, and water should be falling out of there. So maybe by later this afternoon, for sure tomorrow, should be some fishable days. Uh, how's the trout fishing been before we got all this water? Or is the tides just... Well, we scattered the fish around. No, no, we we've been well, we've been in full transition. I mean, the transition has happened. Um, it, the the aggravating thing with the trout right now, the transitions happened, but the water's been high. So the trout have moved back into the back bays and up north, you know, into the into the Manila villages and the the government reef areas and all of this stuff. The problem is with that water being as high as it was, it gave them the opportunity to go wherever they wanted. So. You'd find you a school of fish, you'd fish around, you'd find you a school of fish, you'd get on fish for two or three days. Two or three days you had speckled trout ganged up. We're starting to see a few more flocks of birds, too. Let me throw that in there. But, you know, your fish would gang up. You'd have them on, in a particular area on a reef or something like that. You go back day three and they're gone. So then you got to start the process all over again. you got to start looking around and trying to find them. Uh, they seem to be moving progressively further north. Whenever it happens, you know, all the way up, and I got some reports from some of my guys out of out of Lafitte that they just smoking them up in Dupont and so in other places. Um, as they move, they're they're kind of filtering into that marsh. We were catching a lot of fish on points, a lot of fish on the grass beds, as opposed to what we normally do our oyster reefs and so forth. So that's the problem right now. What we need, what we need is, and we may get it this week because I think we got another cold front coming Monday. We need something to come down and get these tides back to normal, something to get us some exposed banks, something to where we're actually going to have to find waterways instead of just, you know, hundreds of thousands of acres of flooded marsh. Yeah, same thing on the redfish, too. They can kind of get up in that grass and go and scatter and get hard to find. Oh, Don, Storm minutes. Some, somebody we, brought up. Go ahead. No, we were we were fishing last week, and we were trout fishing, and we were fishing a, a, a flock of birds, and while the flock of birds were up close to the bank, and while we were up close to the bank, you could just hear those redfish crushing in that marsh. And I'm like, okay, so as this bite dies down, we're going to get those redfish. Got up in these little cuts, and, man, we just could not find them. I mean, just, I mean, you could hear them explode, and you couldn't see the ripples or anything. Finally, I decided I was going commando on them, and I put the trolling motor in tiller mode, and got up in there, and when I did, I brushed up against some of that grass. And Don, you would have you would have sworn I spooked a a, a herd of, of, of baby nutrats. That grass just exploded. <laughs> All those redfish were two, three feet up in that grass. I mean, it just, yeah. it seriously looked like nutrats running through the marsh, and it was redfish. <laughs> but anyway, you were talking about storm menace. Yeah, have you seen them yet, or could this be the 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 thing that that spurs them on to get them up, get them out? Oh, we've seen them off and on, Don, with with these floods that we've had. Uh, we're even catching, I mean, it, it, when, when we go buy minutes from the store and so forth, you've got a few storm minutes mixed in because they've just been everywhere with the Kakao menace. Uh, I would imagine this one's going to see an explosion of them. You're going to see more of them. Um, if, if I was downstairs and looking, I probably got a school or two of them swimming around under my house right now. Um, but no, they, the tides have been that high. We've been seeing them periodically, but I would think as high as this one got, you're going to see a lot of them here the next couple of days. 
looking good. And that's some prime time fishing underneath those. Got a good tide range. Just got to get some of that water out of here, and things will be reaching a great, great fall. And oh, now just know that later on today, later on today when that highway gets cleaner, you, you hit them bridges on Highway 1, and it ought to be a heyday on Highway 1 today. Yes, indeed. Darrell, thanks for the report. They can find you and all the field reporters on my website at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, RealScreamers.com, and the old telephone. Some people still use that. If they want to call you, what's the number? 225-937-6288. Darrell, thanks for all the updates. We really appreciate it, my friend. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Don. All right, coming up after the top of the hour break, Mike Gallo joins us. Brendan Bayard, we're going to get the Fallen Tide report from Venice. Bad Boys and Ryan Lambert and a whole lot more on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 